Real Life Radio is sponsored by River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church right here in San Antonio, Texas. Now this is a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. And that's what Jesus promises in John 10.10. And it's the first message in a new series called One Life, Make Yours Count. Everyone has one until it's gone. So what are you doing with your life? What does a life well-lived look like? This series brings focus to these tough questions and introduces an opportunity to examine our lives so that we each are living with clear vision and a purpose for the future. Pastor Sean is teaching from the book of Ephesians and First Chronicles with the story of a man named Jabez. It's time for Real Life Radio. Great pastor scripture. We actually looked at this at the men's retreat. I spoke on Thursday night and shared this with the men. Second Chronicles 16, 9. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I love that passage. The eyes of the Lord search throughout the earth to find those whose hearts are completely his so that he can strengthen them. So that he can give them an extraordinary life. It's like he's looking. And the context there seems to suggest he's looking and he's not finding a lot. But then there's one, oh, that one's, that their heart is mine. I want to strengthen them. I want to support them. So we find out that Jabez, there was something in what he did that caught God's attention. And we're just told simply God granted what he asked. I think Jabez's prayer and God's response reveals four aspects about this gift of life and about the giver's intention. Number one, God wants your life to be marked by blessing. God wants your life to be marked by blessing. Psalm 512 says, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Blessing, we talk about the goodness and the favor of God. That's God's desire, that you would be blessed. Now, Here's where some people kind of went weird with the whole prayer of Jabez thing. They tried to use it as some sort of formula that, okay, God's going to make me wealthy. He's going to give me a great house. He's going to, you know, that's, that's what God's blessing looks like. I just want to say to you, that is not at all true biblically. Blessing is regardless of how much or how little you have in the bank, how big or how little your house is, it, it really doesn't matter. Blessing is God's favor, his abundant presence, his heart, all the good things that are in God's heart poured out on you. That is blessing. His love, his peace, his provision, his strength, his guidance. That's the blessing of the Lord. And his desires that your life would be blessed to the point that it's obvious. And that it would be so blessed that you couldn't help but be a blessing to others. Because God's blessing, is it it never stops with us. It's never intended to be something that just kind of sticks with us and then we kind of keep it and just kind of get fat like a tick, okay? Things I didn't expect to say this morning. Fat like a tick. I'll move on. Blessing is supposed to be like a conduit, like a funnel, where we come, we receive, but then we give out. God wants your life to be marked by blessing. Think about this. How many parents we got in the room? We got parents in the room? A lot of parents? All right. Aren't we thankful for Rio Adventure Kids Ministry that right now are ministering to our kids? Think about, parents, what's in your heart for your kids. I've got kids, and I wanted blessing for them. Okay? I, I really didn't care whether they were rich or not. I want them to have a good job. I want them to work hard. I want them to be able to pay their bills and take care of their families, of course. But one of my big things was, oh, they got to be rich. I've known far too many rich people who that led to more sorrow than it led to joy. 
But I wanted their lives to be full. I wanted them to live a life of purpose. I wanted them to find love. I wanted their families to be blessed. I want their children to be blessed. I want their, their kids, my grandkids, great-grandkids. I, I want blessing, the presence of God. And here's the deal. I've done everything I know how to do throughout their lives to help facilitate that, as have all the parents in this room. Now, here, here's the thing. If we're willing to do that with our limited capacity to love and care, how much more do we recognize God like that? God has been doing everything in his power to bless you to the degree that, that we will be open and receptive. He wants to bless you. He's made everything available. Jesus Christ illustrated he died on a cross to make that abundant life, that real life possible. God wants yours to be a life of blessing. And he wants that to begin to flow to others. Learning to live begins by seeing life as a gift and getting to know the giver. Second thing, God wants your life to have clear purpose. He wants your life to have clear purpose. Jabez prayed this thing, expand my borders. And again, that's one of those areas where in the book when it became a craze, and I don't think... Bruce Wilkinson, when he wrote the book, intended this. But it's what people took with it. It became some formula. Expand my borders. That means I'm going to get more, and I'm going to be richer, and I'm going to yada, yada, yada. That's putting an American understanding of land and property, trying to in, impose it on the Hebrew, ancient Hebrew document. Our idea is a man's home and his, is his castle, so it's mine, I do it, I want, it's mine, and I have it for me, and that's how it works, Okay. That is not the Hebrew understanding. The Hebrew understanding, their idea of land was very different because they were people of the land. One of God's big promises to them was a promised land that would be theirs. And the understanding was it was a gift from God. That they, they understood that this land would be there long after they were gone and that it belonged to the Lord's. We understand the scripture says the earth is the Lord's. Everything in it, it belongs to him. My house right now where I live, there was people on that land before me. There will be people on that land after me. So their understanding was that this idea of expanding my borders was very much an increase in responsibility, the opportunity to influence. That's what this is all about. And here's what I want to say to you. God is looking for people who are saying, God, I'm willing to have you expand my borders, my areas of responsibility, my areas of influence. Ephesians 2.10 said, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance to do. He wants us to look at our lives through the lens of purpose. He wants to give you a purpose. He wants you to be a part of something bigger than just ourselves. A life lived just for self is empty. Even Albert Einstein said, only a life lived for others is a life worthwhile. A life lived only for self, just taking care of me and my family, will ultimately be empty. It will ultimately become self-consuming. So God created us, he designed us to make a difference and to have real purpose. That's why you see people who have purpose and with such joy. Even if it causes great sacrifice, there's joy. And there's this sense of being fully alive and giving their life to something meaningful. And you might say, well, yeah, but my life and my work is, well, kind of mundane. I don't, you know, I'd have to leave everything and kind of do a whole different deal. Well, maybe, maybe not. There's all kinds of people who take what they're in right now and give it meaning and purpose. Courtney Holmes was a barber and a very good listener, as barbers are. Okay? But he noticed something, that his young children who he cut their hair, they would talk to him because what do you do with the barber? You talk to him, he listens. And 
he had a real desire to see more children be able to read and be able to read better. Literacy was an issue in his city, and he wanted to do something about it. So he began this process. He began this program. He would say, if you'll come in, bring your children in, if they'll read a book while they're getting their haircut, and then talk to me about the book while we're finishing up, I'll give them a free haircut. And so people started doing it. It became so popular, it became known as Tales for Trims. And they would get a book when they'd come in, they'd get a free haircut. He'd talk to them, and then they'd tell them all about the book, and they'd go on their way. It grew. People donated books. He was able to start giving kids packets of books, all because he had a passion to see children's literacy increase, and he wanted to see them read. His statement was, the joy on their faces, it makes me feel like a million bucks just to see that. He didn't even own his shop. He rented a chair from someone else's shop. But he just said, I'm going to use what I have, and I'm going to start making a difference. A story from right here in River City Community Church. Some of you know Tom Snyder. He grew up very poor in South Texas, down in the valley. He remembers if it cost anything, we just couldn't do it. More than anything, he really wanted to hunt and fish in a big way, but it was very expensive. So he made up his mind at a young age, if he was ever able to afford that experience, he wanted to create the opportunity to take others into the outdoors and go hunting and fishing as well. Well, Tom got into the insurance business, and he saw significant success. He did very well. But he never forgot this vision to impact others' lives through hunting, fishing, and other outdoor activities. So he and his wife, Nono, began to search for a nonprofit that was faith-based and didn't charge participants for participation. They wanted faith-based because they're believers. They wanted to advance the kingdom. They wanted people to know about God's love. Nothing like what they had in mind existed, or at least they couldn't find it. So they just started creating opportunities. When I met Tom, he shared a vision that he had some initial ideas for a ministry called Trinity Oaks. Trinity Oaks has since become an incredible blessing to thousands of people each year. Trinity Trinity Oaks hosts youth outreach, wounded warriors events, dream hunts. They own a retreat center, a meat processing plant that gives away thousands of pounds of meat every year to nonprofits, churches, charities, other organizations that help the poor and needy. And what's awesome is how this connects with another very cool story from River City. Many of you know Chuck Burge. Chuck's a guy who was a part of River City's outdoorsman's ministry, which did meat processing and grilling for our ministry to the homeless. Well, Tom and Chuck, in the course of working together at River City, began to process and began to talk and envision a meat processing plant that would connect the product from outdoor activities with ministries that did feeding to people who needed it. So they started doing it. Chuck eventually left his job and became the first, time, first full-time employee at Trinity Oaks, and he runs their ever-growing meat processing plant. They give away thousands of pounds of meat every year to ministries that serve poor, needy, serve, just serve people. Chuck turned his passion for outdoor activities and working magic with a grill, and if you've ever eaten Chuck's food, he's really awesome, into a full-time ministry. This morning... After service, there's a, fun, a fundraiser, a barbecue plate fundraiser uh, for our, our Indian mission trip. Chuck is one of the ones helping cook and provide the meat, and Trinity Oaks is the ones who donated a bunch and who made and helped make that possible, the barbecue plates that are being done. Right now, there's a group of kids down doing a, a hunt, and a few of those kids are from River City. Just a guy who said, you know what? I'm in the insurance business, but God's allowed me to prosper. 
He's giving me this dream. Okay, I'll start doing it. You're like, well, that's so huge. Ray and Rita Jackson, here at River City, they have full lives and responsibilities, just like everyone else. They've also served in children's ministry at River City here faithfully for years. They see their ministry as a calling, every bit as serious as their jobs and their other life responsibilities. Ray is a teacher, leader, and storyteller in our Mountaineer Elementary Ministry. Rita serves, and has for years, in our buddy ministry. She's served one special needs young lady in particular for years, walking her through the ministry, helping her process and understand what God's saying. I mean, folks, all you got to do is say yes. Because the eyes of the Lord are searching to find those whose heart is completely His. That's how purpose comes no matter where you are. Learning to live begins by seeing life as a gift and getting to know the giver. And we want to take a quick minute to remind you, you're listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in this series called One Life, Make Yours Count. If you'd like to hear this full message or even watch the video podcast from Pastor Sean Azaro, it's available right now on demand on the sermons page at the River City website called reallife.org. And if you'd like to check out River City Community Church, here's your invitation from Pastor Sean. Do you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? Jesus made a simple statement. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you abundant life, real life. I talk to a lot of people, and many seem to feel like they're settling for a whole lot less. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and we are so convinced that we were made for something better. We call ourselves a church for real life. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings, which are an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights, all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Otama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 9.30 and 11.15 a.m. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, visit us online at reallife.org. God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church. And back to the message, Learning to Live. This is Real Life Radio. Third thing, God wants your life to be empowered. When Jabez prayed that God's hand would be with him, God's hand represents the powerful working of God's will. When he says, Lord, that I pray that your hand would be with me, he's praying that I would be empowered as I live the life you've called me to. What, what I want you to understand is when you begin to walk in accordance with the one life that God's asked you to live, you begin to experience supernatural, supernatural intervention, supernatural empowerment by the hand of God. God wants you to be effective in what you do. He wants you to be able to, what, be able to, he wants you to, be able to do what you set out to do. He wants your life to be fruitful. The produce of our lives and our work would be good and lasting. God has not called you or I to futility. He hasn't called us to spin our wheels. His hand wants to strengthen and support. Learning to live begins by seeing life as a gift and getting to know the giver. Last thing we see in that prayer of Jabez. God wants you to be free from fear. He prayed for protection. You remember that? Keep me from harm that it might not bring me pain. Please understand, this is not the prayer of a coward. Okay? He didn't envision a life free from struggle. Right? His name meant born in pain. Right? He was not, did not have some Pollyanna view of things. <clears throat> what he was praying is that he wouldn't be damaged and wounded by the hits that come in life. He was putting his trust 
his life and his trust in, the, in God's hands and saying, Lord, I want you to protect so that I can live the life that you've called me to live. Stop and think about it, folks. Fear is one of the greatest tools of the enemy when it comes to neutralizing the life God intended for us. Fear. Fear is that thing that causes so many people to, to go through life and just never do the things that are in their heart and then look back with regret. One of the challenges of a speaker is to help people feel kind of the urgency of what's going on. I had something that I came across this week listening to an album that I've had for a while and I'd listened to before, but it was in context of preparing for this message and uh, came across a song that absolutely painted a picture. It painted a picture of what life could be if you didn't live it to the fullest. By a songwriter by a folk songwriter named Patty Griffin. And uh, she writes the song from the perspective of a man who has passed on and is now looking back with regret on his life. The things he wanted to do, he didn't do. And she talks about the song as the kind of creative and life-giving contribution that each of us, they refer to the song. That's the contribution we're supposed to make and in his case, didn't make. The songbird is that part of us that wants to do something significant. And he describes the songbird, uh, he broke the wings. So I thought I could read it to you, but then thought, well, it might be better if we just sang it. This is called Top of the World. Wished I was smarter. Wish I was stronger. Wish I loved Jesus the way my wife does. Wish it been easier instead of any longer. Wish I could have stood where you would have been proud. But that won't happen now, that won't happen now. There's a whole lot of singing never gonna be heard. Disappearing every day without so much as a word. Somehow, I think I broke the wings of that little songbird. She's never gonna fly to the top of the world now. Top of the world. I don't have to answer any of these questions. I don't have no God to. Teach me no lessons. I'd come home in the evening, just sit in my chair. One night they called me for supper, but I never got up. Stayed right there in my chair. There's a whole lot of singing never gonna be heard. Disappearing every day without so much as a word. Somehow, 
think I broke the wings on that little songbird. She's never gonna fly to the top of the world now. Top of the world. Oh. Oh. Wish I'd have known you. Wish I'd have shown you all of the things I was on the inside. I'd pretend to be sleeping when you come in in the morning. Whisper goodbye, go to work in the rain. I don't know why, don't know why. Cause everyone's singing, we just want to be heard. Disappearing every day without so much as a word. Somehow, I want to grab hold of that little songbird. Take her for a ride to the top of the world right now. Top of the world. Oh, 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 oh. top of the world. Top of the world. Top of the world. Top of the world, top of the world, top of the world, top of the world. The idea that I find unthinkable is that any of us who call ourselves followers of Jesus would ever come anywhere near having to look back on our life with that kind of idea, to say we've missed it. We've missed it. And fear is the biggest thing that is causing generations of people to just look back and go, wow, I wish I would have done different. Jesus said, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? This is Matthew 10. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care? And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. Think about what fear is keeping you from living the one life God has called you to. What fear is it? Is it fear of not having enough? Is that the fear right now that is crippling? Is it fear of people's opinions? What will they say? What will they think? i got to tell you, that fear is killing us. And, and with the rise of political correctness, because political correctness is really about, oh, should I, can I, because I'm worried about what people will think. I don't think we should be insensitive or rude, but this idea, it's like chains kind of coming around and just binding us. Because we're afraid. And so it comes down to this root of afraid of what people think. Afraid of failure. What is the fear that's keeping you from going for it? Because God created you for abundance extraordinary more than the usual that's what jesus said it's not me 
It's him. And what's interesting, Jabez did something that, that all those other people in those long genealogies didn't do. He simply called on the giver. It says he called upon the God of Israel, his God, our Father, and he prayed. He said, God, I want what you have. I want your blessing. God, I want you to extend my borders. God, I want your hand to be with me and to work through me. I want your power. And God, I want you to protect me so I don't have to be afraid. So as I wrap this up, I just want you to know, over the next number of weeks, we're going to be talking about this one life thing. That's what I'm going to ask you to do. Will you have the courage to put it all on the table before God and like Jabez say, God, I want what you've got for me. I don't want to just go through the motions so that I look back and go, I didn't do the things you called me to do. Will you put it all on the table and will you seek him? Will you seek the giver? Learning to live is all about seeing life as a gift and getting to know the giver. That's what we're going to do. But none of it's going to make a difference if you don't have that moment where you stop and say, God, okay, here's my life. I want everything that you've got. Don't be afraid of what he tells you. Don't let fear stop you. Thank you, Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Real Life Radio in this series called One Life, Make Yours Count. But if you'd like to hear this full message and this series, it's available right now when you find the sermons link at reallife.org. But of course, you're invited to visit and join us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road. You can see all the directions, details, and service times also at reallife.org. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262. As Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church, and we hope you join us again next time for more Real Life. Real Life.